Christy. Uh, Nat is? I'm Malcolm. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> we are. And this is an... Um, Trendy lobotomy podcast. We'll just get that right out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I will. I was going to say we were recording this the day before Halloween. We were mistaken yes. in our calculations, but that's okay. Christy's never been good at math. We were. It was spoopy season regardless, so... And it's the week of Halloween. It is. It well, Halloween's tomorrow. Halloween. I wanted it to drop on Halloween. We just... It didn't work out that yeah. way. So, I get to go first. Telling stories. We are telling Let's stories. Um, and I. this is the Illinois episode, apparently. I am in Chicago for both of my stories. My first one is... I'm doing Whole House, which is on 800 South Halstead Street. And my sources are www.nobelprize.org, windycityghost.com, chicagonow.com, ghostwalks.com, and hauntedetective.com. And I have two stories because this one did not turn out as cool as I thought it was going to. (laughs) (laughs) Because it was on all the haunted Chicago lists. And then I drilled down and did all the backstory and then went, well, fuck me. That was not that haunted. So okay. regardless, we're going to do this. Uh, Hull House was started by Jane Adams and her partner. Ooh, oh, Lord. I don't... Hold on. The partner's name was in there somewhere, <laughs> I think. It was. It's cool. gone. It is gone. What the fuck? But it was, was her it, partner. Was it? Was it Mary Rosett Smith? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, yes. Google. Yeah. Yes, okay. Cool. Yeah. Sure. It, she. Okay. So Jane Adams was born on September sixth, eighteen sixty, and passed away. On the 21st of May, 1935. Ellen Gates Starr. That's her partner's name. There you go. I found it. Um, yes. Um, she was the eighth of nine children in Cedarville, Illinois. Her father was a miller and political leader. He was Abraham Lincoln's homie. Uh she had a congenital spinal defect. It was later corrected for surgery, but she was never a very robust human because of that. She graduated in 1881 at Rockford Female Cemetery. Or <laughs> <laughs> graduated with honors. From the cemetery. <laughs> that had to be one hell of a commencement. Oh, dude. Um... <laughs> Rockford Female Seminary. <laughs> she was the valedictorian of a class of 17. She got her bachelor's degree only after the school became accredited at Ro- as Rockford College for Women because back then they were not giving degrees to females. No. The only thing they needed was an their, MS. Their MRS degree. MRS degree. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> She was going to start a study medicine, but because of the fact that she wasn't a robust human, uh, she was oftentimes too ill. So she dropped out and toured Europe. <laughs> I mean, she traveled the world with her homie, Ellen Gates Starr. Cool. And 
they came back to Chicago to open a settlement house, which they had, um, there was one in London or Ireland. I can't remember which one, but Mm -hmm. one of those two places that they really liked and they were like, okay, we need to do more of this. We're just going to model it off of that. Right. So she came back to Chicago with Ellen to open a settlement house to, okay. And there's quotes here to provide a center for higher civic and social life to institute and maintain educational and philanthropic enterprises and to investigate and improve the conditions in the industrial districts of Chicago. This was in an area that was uh, very fashionable, but then the industrial revolution kind of happened and it started falling out of favor. So it there used to be rich people there. They migrated out. So okay. like the west side of Indy. Yes. Okay. Uh, she What she did do was she would go around to all of, since she was well-to-do from a well-to-do family, and her dad was a senator at one point. Okay. Um, she would go to the uh, higher class people and be like, hey, and like elbow the daughters and be like, we need to spend money on this. She would raise funds that way. Be like little lobbying action. Yeah, basically. Right. Uh, The first thing that happened in Hull house. And this was the first, when they first got it, they only got the one floor because there was tenants still in the house. Okay. So they occupied only the first, they only occupied part of the house to begin with. So the first thing they opened there was a kindergarten. Yeah. Right. And then, they open like there was clubs for adults and kids. There was an art gallery. There was a public kitchen that turned into a coffee house, gymnasium, swimming pool, art studio, music school, drama group, library, labor museum, and then employment bureau. Quick so kind of like Did the Athenaeum. Yeah, yeah. And that's actually what I'm trying to get to. There is, is you may have just done it for me. You said settlement house, which yep. I have very very little reference on, but this is not associated to. The city or the state owned no. it. It's not associated to a university. It's a privately funded. It yes, it did end of, up. It the city did end up taking it over. Sure, but when they set it up, but this when was they, just no, meant to this be a was this was supposed to be a cultural center and to basically, and they didn't turn away anybody. So immigrants would come and stay there. They did end up having. Um, places for like women and children to stay. They had a maternity ward, like they had midwives, they had all this stuff. And I'm trying to find like a modern, there's not, there's really nothing out there. It's either going to be a faith-based organization that provides those things or state-based organization usually, right? Um, the only thing I can think of is sometimes some of the domestic violence shelters have this kind of. And then I'm looking at the Y, the YWC, like it, it. Kind of, but but there was more than that. Yeah, there was there was all sorts of they. Yeah. So something's kind of bygone in our time, right? Right So this was still during a time when birth didn't take place in the hospital. No. Gotcha. 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 Okay. She was, and this was, she was elected to the Chicago Board of Education in 1905. Now, women, they could be teachers, but in charge. What? Hey, I'm I'm not going to touch on that. In in decision making (laughs) roles, no, you're absolutely right. No, elected to them, 
So she was very well thought of. In, right. In her she was in 1910. She managed to land the first honorary degree Yale ever gave. Nice. Which is fucking badass that they gave it to a female. Right. Right. She was a suffragette. She was, she was. like, she was, she was a pacifist. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) The day before Halloween. (laughs) And the songs of his people. (laughs) It's a Gus ghost. (laughs) Um... She was admitted to a hospital in Baltimore, and I got most of this information from uh, the NobelPrize.org. Right? She was admitted to a hospital in Baltimore on December 10th of 1931, was the same day she was given the Nobel Prize in Oslo. Right? Her funeral was held in Hull House. Now... So that was Jane Addams, and that was what she made Hull House into. Okay. Okay? So that was kind of the background. Now, Hull House was, apparently it was established, the house was established in 1889 is when she picked that up. Uh, The house was built um, by Charles Hull, and his wife died in the home in 1860. After that family passed or, like, was like, okay, we're not doing this anymore, like, the Little Sisters of the Poor occupied this house. They were There were tenants. And, of course, if the Little Sisters of the Poor, elderly people passed away in this house. Sure. Oh. Right? Uh, the tenant – now, here's the deal. The tenants that were there when Jane Addams came in, they thought the attic was haunted. Period. End of story. They and we had talked about running water with the cemeteries. Yes, yes. They kept a pitcher of water, even though I don't understand because still water. Still water, but yeah. Uh, they kept a pitcher of water on the stairs to keep the ghosts upstairs. Okay. Um, so wait, if it had been like Lacroix, would it have? <laughs> Probably not. It's not technically. Still no, 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 water. no, no, no. Running water. <laughs> Running water. If they had, like, you know, a faucet going, it'd be one thing. Uh, (laughs) When Adams did get more of the rooms, she managed to get the room that um, Charles Hull's wife died in. And she had said that she had seen his wife there. Right? Now, here is the big thing. This was the huge story that kept coming up was the devil baby. Of whole house. Ugh. Okay. It's catchy. I'll give it that. <laughs> and it kept showing up. And this was uh, first reported in 1913. Uh, apparently, and the, there's two versions of the story, and I will bring it back to what it is very reminiscent of, because there is a story like this in a different state. Okay. That a mother who was Catholic and a father who was atheist she was had a picture of Virgin Mary on the wall, and he said he was she was pregnant. He would rather have a devil or the devil in the house rather than the picture of the Virgin Mary. Guess what? She gave birth to a demon baby or the devil baby with 
Uh, <laughs> we'll go with. <laughs> All right. What do you I got? Just, I just watched this, so. <laughs> Bring it around. Good omen. So his, he had little hoovesy woovesies. <laughs> and, and instead of two toesy woesies. <laughs> had Season a tail. Way, by the way. I know. I I'm know, so excited. excited. Oh my God. I just realized this is episode 42. Mm-hmm. Ginger Tenant. No, this would be 41. This is. No, because. No, it, oh, this no, is 43. You, the last one you publish is 40. Oh. And if we only have. Okay. <laughs> okay. See, <laughs> Aunt Hold. I will bring that around to the next episode. Unfortunately, that's 43. So, uh, that's, okay. that's close enough. So, are we? Um, we're, repor- <laughs> we're recording 43 right after this. So, call back. Um, <laughs> now, now. Yes, we are. Apparently, uh, Jane Adams tried to have this child baptized and then it was locked in the attic. I don't know. Back me right up here. So the baby was born. The baby is obviously suffering Devil. some sort of deformity that makes it look. Oh uh, well, it was coming out and cursing, like speaking, and yeah, no, no, no. We're talking like okay, a full pea soup situation. <laughs> Let's go. It inspired Rosemary's baby. Oh, so okay. <laughs> wherever Rosemary's baby need to find inspiration. <laughs> right. Apparently, the in um, part of that is the the ghost, the devil baby thing. People see the like uh, evil little boy's face in the attic windows. So Jane, our our recipient of multiple awards, philanthropist, awesome human beings, like hey, a little holy water, and we're gonna lock the fucker upstairs. Yes. Okay. So she wasn't without her shortcomings either. I. Uh, it's bullshit. She didn't do it. Did she? No, she didn't do see, it. See, I didn't. didn't yeah, seem nope. like a real Jane move to me. <laughs> now. <laughs> What she did do, and, and let me tell you the other version of the story. There was a, uh, the wife and husband, wife, they had like six kids, seventh on the way. All girls. Dad said, I would rather have a devil than another girl. Devil happened. That version of the story is very reminiscent of the story of Mother Leeds in New Jersey. Yeah. So Jersey Devil. The Jersey Devil, yep. It's, yep, see? I didn't even have to write that one down. Tie-in. That's so cool. Uh, but, and, but but the story was the same. There was a... <laughs> devil a, baby in the attic. said and by the parent that I would rather have a devil than... A baby. Yeah, I, yeah. I work with children. Some of them are just... And <laughs> the one thing that Jane said about this whole... Because she was still alive and still working at the house to answer questions about well she said she liked the fact that the story was out there because she could use it to start conversations with people that she wouldn't normally talk to absolutely very true so and and that was the most of the i I tried finding ghost stories so bad that was the most of the ghost stories for whole house you get a devil baby in that story yes you do that's all you need there whole house yes so I've been listening to a few of these episodes, and I usually ask this damn question. Huh. Can I go to Whole House today? Uh, you would have to... They're open... The museum's open? There's a museum? There so is a museum okay. in there. Okay. So yep. that you've got somebody who... It was open till I think, 2012 or something. There, there, Or maybe even later. Uh they were still functioning as like this community center. They ran on a funding. 
how, what do you do with a community center that doesn't have funding? Turn it you, into uh, you close it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so okay. you can do that. They don't have ghost tours or anything because of the fact they're not really. But in. for the historical element, you can go right. And walk you can go there. and they have a museum there. Very very cool. Very cool. So it is still there in some iteration. And it is Hull House in the gentleman's name. I forget his first name. Charles, Charles Hull. Hull. I imagine was an architect that has more buildings. You, you, who knows? No, no. I think that was his house. I don't think he was the okay. architect. I just think that was the, he was the, he built the first house. Omer. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. I like that one. That one was nice. Up in Chicago. Up in Chicago. My next story is in Chicago as well. And apparently I am... Really, we're gonna be all about Chicago today. Sweet home, well, my Chicago. My first story, story is in Chicago. Huh? Are you getting ready to go again? Yeah. Yeah. This has never happened in the history of me sitting down here with you. Guys. No, that's there true. There's a bounce usually, back. Yeah. yeah. No. 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 I was all ready to turn my chair. Nope. To stage. Christine. I'm gonna. I'm going to. And this one has Breaking a tie. Boundaries. I know. Let's go. Uh, this one has a tie-in with a story that I have done before. What you and, guys can't see right now are Tori's notes, which are beautiful, <laughs> by the way. Many, it the notes of many my, colors. It inspired my multicolor pen purchase, but I tell you what, I, I don't have it like that. That's <laughs> Well, I have to, certain colors of pen go with certain things. I didn't mean to. I'm not trying to drag you out. Well, no, no, no. So, no. So I tried to do the same thing where, hey, I'm going to use this color and this is going to be the historical side. If I've got to go spoopy, we're going to do Seriously? Yeah. You do this too? See, this is so good. Yeah. Okay. The, the multicolored pen uh, approach has been... And he's totally, like, in between the two of us because he's using the legal pad, which I, he uses legal pads for everything, but... Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yep. Sorry, that, that was a... That's all good. Part, it's all it's good. So, it's all good. So, cool. so, and I don't know what it is with me in Chicago and disasters. I got another one for us. The 2020 Blackhawks? Um, <laughs> <laughs> The, the current state of the Bears? <laughs> they got fucking scoped by the Packers. Sorry. Sorry. We will we will edit all that out. No, we won't. You just said Chicago disasters, and like every time I turn on one of their games. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Bears. Sorry, Blackhawks. <laughs> Not so much. <laughs> there's scandal in, in the I know there's okay, scandals right, so. scandal in the black ops. So I and I had brought this up in another story. I will t- tie this in in a second. Uh the Iroquois theater disaster. Oh yeah. There okay. we go. There we go. Christy's like, <laughs> oh squirrel brain. <laughs> the Iroquois Theater sat at 24 West Randolph Randolph Street. Uh, my sources are werewolves. We're back there again. They're wolves. No, their <laughs> castle. Why are you talking like that? You want to do. Um, <laughs> SmithsonianMag.com, AtlasObscura.com, Haunted hey. Detective. Yep. Windy City Ghosts again. This was on a list again. Okay. I had to cross stuff off my list because I have 8 billion lists. I have no idea what that's like at all. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so here is the tie-in. Is when I was talking about the Athenaeum, I was talking about the Athenaeum Theater had panic bars on their doors because of a horrible 
theater fire that happened in Chicago. This is that theater fire. So, and Vonnegut Hardware was who these two gentlemen worked for. One of these names you will recognize, and that's Henry DuPont. Like DuPont Circle and all that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, I also recognize Vonnegut. But well, they, they, yeah, they, everybody will, because we've talked about the Vonnegut's mm-hmm. before in many different ways, and a lot of people know about Kurt, so. And his dad. Yep. Carl Prinzler was the other one. So Carl Prinzler and Henry DuPont were made the panic bars. The Carl Prinzler was supposed to go to this show, but missed it because of the weather. Oof. Isn't that wild? Yeah. So the panic bars on the Athenaeum uh, doors Mm -hmm. say Von Duprin for Vonnegut DuPont Prinzler. So they still say it. Very cool. Yeah. So on December 30th, 1903, a five-week-old theater called the Iroquois Theater. um, It was a baby theater. It was a baby theater. It was doing a show called Mr. Bluebird. Mr. Bluebird? No. I have no no (laughs) clue what the fuck that's from, but... Oh, God. (laughs) I just want... Okay, so the majority of the people in this, during this show, were mothers, teachers, and children. Okay, so this was, it was a children's show. This was an adult theater. No, and there were a lot of middle class families, too. Okay. So this caused some problems later on. Well, actually, not really problems, but caused some solutions, but not for people's pockets who owned said theaters. Sure. So there were 1,700 people in attendance. Okay. Do you, and Malcolm, you might know this. I might. How many people died in the Chicago fire? Oh, Jesus. It's actually less than you think. That died in the Chicago fire? I do not have that, but I imagine it's a lot less than what people imagine. Yes. There was a lot of property damage yes, in the Chicago fire. Yes, shitloads of property but damage. But there was not a lot of fatality because it There was, was less than 300 that died was, in the Chicago it was, fire. It moved through. Yep. Yeah, like you knew it was coming sort of thing. Right. 1,700 people inside of a theater. Wait, was it Mr. Bluebird or Mr. Bluebeard? Uh, I think it's Mr. Blue. It, I, it says Mr. Bluebird on here. Okay. You, you've gone north towards the sinking field. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. No, no, uh-uh. We, we do no, this. It's, it's part Mr. of the Blue, show. it's Mr. Bluebird. Okay. What's the a, name of the play? It was a Drury Lane play, apparently. Ah. I don't, don't know what that means. So it's wintertime in Chicago. Sorry. It is December 30th. Okay. What? What is Chicago? The Windy City. Okay. Just keep, bear that in mind. So it's fucking cold. Because <laughs> uh, lake effect. Lake effect? And it's fucking cold. So let's huddle into this nice theater. Right. So the second act at 15.15 in the afternoon. 3.15 in the afternoon, a spark from a stage light ignited drapery. Okay, so we know exactly what happened. Right. They the do. The cause of the fire, no questions whatsoever. Stage light onto drapery. Right. Okay. 
Uh, here we go. What do you think? What it, What did they market the Titanic as? You can't sink that fucker. What did they, they marketed the Iroquois as? Fireproof. Yeah, this is like asking for fucking trouble. <laughs> it's like the guy that didn't want a baby He'd rather have a devil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, a spark from a stage light ignited drapery. They tried to put it out with a primitive fire retardant. That didn't work. I don't know what they... Probably asbestos. They threw asbestos. No, no, no. The asbestos comes in a second. Sorry. Uh, they, the fire then spread to the backdrops. At which point they tried to drop the fire curtain, which was made of asbestos, yeah. uh, that wouldn't drop all the way. <laughs> oh. So, stage on flambe. <laughs> like, I so, see that jackass in the third row going, they really went all out with the effects. <laughs> <laughs> the pyrotechnics are great. <laughs> um, now, this was back, there was no, the fire codes were not... What they are now. Nah. At all. And this is what led to fire codes being changed a whole hell of a lot. There was, they since they did have standing room, you could buy standing room tickets. They would lock people up in the balconies. Mm -hmm. They would put accordion gates up because they wouldn't want you to sneak down to the bottom level to get a better seat. So. So the accordion gates were up. Uh, there was standing room. Mm-hmm. The doors were locked to keep in. Most of those doors did not open out. Nope. They opened in. Uh, they were locked to keep people from sneaking in because they opened in. Right. Because Bluebird was hot ticket and everybody yep. wanted yep. to jump in on that. So once again, yeah, the Iroquois was supposed to be fireproof. What happened was they were it panic immediately. And and I'll get there, but yeah, okay, so obviously when people figure out what's going on... Shit's on fire, we need to get out. But there's obviously well-lighted exits all around them, right? Yeah, but if you have standing room... there's not. So wait, 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 wait. So was this before or after the Great Fire? 1905, it would have been after the Chicago Fire. So they would have had reason to panic. I I know, there's reason to panic anyway, but like... And this is something. Well, let's figure it like out. Like there would have already been the, the collective of, trauma. Of yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Go ahead and look it up. But I think uh, you yeah. guys go ahead. I just think that that's a really good point because, much like, and I'm not. It, I'll, I'll get off of it in just one second. But if you lived in, if you lived in New York City, September Triangle. of 2001. Yeah. And it's September of 2003, and you hear a low-flying plane, you think one thing. Yeah. Oh, fuck, not again? And, and, and Are maybe, you kidding? Maybe, I, we don't even live in New York, 20, and I see low-flying sure. plane. And, yeah. So, yeah. So that <laughs> tragedy may have had a psychological impact on the populace at the time. I will get on, and you go ahead. Okay. Okay. So, no, what they did, the people, they tried dropping the fire curtain. The curtain yeah. Well, the people... In on the stage had a better access route to get the fuck out. Oh yeah. So, but the fire was in front of them. Oh. And they opened the back door. Backdraft. Yes. Yes. It's a horrible movie. We're in the Windy City. Yes. And now we're going to open Open this fire up to a buffet of energy. Mm -hmm. 
goodbye people on the balconies. Dude, done. I mean, just done. Uh, no, like seriously, that's it. It was. They were, yeah. Because of this, and this is how quick this happened. I will give you a timeline here in a second. 300 something people, not like, I don't, I think it was like 302 people mm-hmm. passed. Maybe it was 300 something uh, in the Great Fire. Yes. Out of 1,700 people, 602 people died mm. in this fire. It was one of the worst. That's a huge loss. There was of life. nowhere for them to huge. go. Huge. Yeah, exactly. I've got yeah, so go nobody will know, nobody will, will ever have the information, but I'm going back to um, the ferry. Mm-hmm. How many of those people died just getting stepped on by other people? Exactly. Yeah. I really, you know what I mean? Because at some point, you've got to look at that. Nobody will ever know. You can smoke <clears throat> inhalation. Some people, God forbid, burned alive, whatever the hell. But how many people, kids, everything, were just killed by Trampled. other humans trying to, you know what I mean? Well, and you, and you go bottleneck, and you hit those doors, and there's nowhere to go, and you're so crushed to death. So it, yeah. you know what I mean? It, it, it just, We've all seen that movie. Picture. Sure. Yeah. Anyway, I didn't mean to digress. No, no, that's no, no. So interesting. What to, to clean up the other point that we were making? Chicago Fire, eighteen seventy one. Your fire, nineteen oh five. So they were still okay. Nineteen oh three. Oh three. So so you have people that were in that theater that had survived the Chicago Fire. Yep. Okay. Okay. They were, there was a diner nearby used as a morgue. And this will give you the timetable for this. At, yeah, at 3 p.m., excuse me, at 3 p.m., this was a diner. At 3.20 p.m., this was a hospital. So it was a matinee. (laughs) Yeah, it was a matinee. Sorry, Uh, sorry. At four o'clock, this is and this is his diner. At four o'clock, this was a morgue. Oof. Hold on, because it gets. I would never. I don't want to go to where this diner is because I think there would be worse juju in this diner than the theater. At seven thirty that night, it was a restaurant again. Now, I'm sorry, but you need more than three and a half hours to go from morgue to restaurant. Just saying. I- I agree with you. There's such thin margins in restaurant ownership, though. You kind of got to be open. Um, and they had said that by 7 o'clock that night, they were busy sweeping up bits of burnt flesh and brain and Ew. skull. I was like, Ooh, why would you eat there after that? And just the smell alone. I'm calling in that day. I'm yeah, saying, look. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I, I nope right the fuck out of Dodge. So another thing that you did that you did with the and I keep going back to the the fairy tragedy story mm-hmm. um, from an episode or so ago. I'm not good at these things, but the timeline is so incredible. It's short. It's just compact because you have to imagine once you open that back door, yep. inferno. Right. Absolute fucking inferno. Right. Oh yeah. Um. Oh. And so, so does the theater? The theater burns down. This is a five-week-old theater. The structure's gone, or no? Well, the structure's gutted. Okay, Mm -hmm. okay. Because if you think about it, they probably had much better water. Uh huh. Like, well, and they also probably did did some things that allowed them to feel comfortable saying this is fireproof. 
So yeah, you probably had your sh- good walls. You had fire, right yeah, fireproof walls on the outside. Sure, doesn't help it that <clears throat> on the inside. Nope. Okay, sorry. So they did. Some people did escape the balconies by <laughs> kind of by putting like planks of what they tried. Once again, it's December thirtieth in Chicago. Got out onto the fire escape. One problem with the fire escape. <clears throat> If the ladders are frozen, can you get They're the fuck moving. down? Mm, nope. Not without No, no you're, getting, you're getting three feet further down to the ground than you were on the balcony. It doesn't fucking help you if they no. don't extend out. That's a really good point. People were jumping. Yeah. They were yeah. Uh, extending planks from the next building to try and get people. Walk, walk, walk. across. Yeah, which well, did not go well for not some. People, some, some people did get across. But some did not, which brings us to the Alley of Death. <laughs> Aptly named. Okay, so we totally got to take a trip to Chicago. This and and the Alley <laughs> of Death is also otherwise known as Couch Place, and Couch Place is on Atlas Obscura. Obscura. So now, if it's if it's that bloody fucking cold, yes. If if you if you need a Morgan to deal with six hundred and two bodies, yeah, in winter, you can just stack them in you the alley. You stack them outside. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. So they put them in the alley, which is another reason why this is the alley of death. Well, and, and that's it. Really, <laughs> kind of helps you from a, a, a logic standpoint. A morgue is there to preserve a body. Mm-hmm. Don't really need the functions that that provides if it's negative twelve outside. Ding yeah. ding ding. Right. I mean, with it, without being insensitive. What's when you left, have that many dead people thing. that yeah. you have to do something with. Well, I mean, that's why they're pulling in the refrigerated trucks at the hospitals when we were at the very height of COVID. Yep. Sure. Because really, what you need is something. You below. need storage. You need yeah. storage. You need cold storage. Yep. Hoy, hoy. Okay, well, that, I mean, that's ugly to think about, but it's it's the reality. Of it's what reality, like. yeah. Yep. So the the theater is now the James M. Nederlander Theater, and they do Broadway stuff. Really? Okay. Yes. So so the building was gutted. The building was refurbished. The, the building, building was on. refurbished as the Oriental Theater in 1926. Uh huh. And now is the James M. Nederlander Theater. I bet you that it is just recently the James M. <coughs> ne- Nederlander. Cracker. I don't know. Whatever you yes. said. Netherlander. You've heard of the Oriental in Chicago, have you not? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. So that was more recent that that name changed. Yeah. Happened. That, that that's place where, was the Oriental? Yeah. That's where. Yeah. yeah. May have I, been maybe in we're this gonna, building. I, okay, we're going to talk about I this in a second. I may have seen. Um, yeah. We'll get I? there. Yes, you did. Oh, then I'll shut up. Wait. Because I, I and have. If you haven't, your kids have. No, <laughs> no, 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 but you, yeah. It's in the 70s. It went on the National uh, Register of Historic Places, per very, usual. Very cool. Uh, in the theater. Oh, actually, this is in the Alley of Death or Couch Place. Okay. Whichever you want to swing it. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, actually, and I didn't say within three days after this. Within three days, all of the theaters in Chicago had been shuttered mm-hmm. because 
oh, fuck, we need to do something so it doesn't fucking doesn't happen, happen again. again. I yeah. made notes. So this is, and, and I'm going to tie it in again. Your, your fair, uh, the, 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 the fairy sinking story from before, these tragic events always lead to changes in laws and regulations yep. and things like that. We cannot have this happen again. Right. This can never happen again. So what do we have to do? So yeah, yep. I imagine they went to all of the places. All of the theater, all of the theaters in Chicago. And said until you do A, B, and C, you Well, are it sounds closed. like not even all the theaters in Chicago. It sounds it, it, like just it, theaters across the country. They were like, whoa, this was horrible. And we like cannot let this so, happen. So you Fire get things like change yes. capacity yeah. regulations. You get things like The standing room, the, uh, the accordion Gates, right. like the doors going out, out. Yeah, well, panic bars rather than yeah and so they're like um i was complaining one day about the fact that in a lot of daycares and early childhood centers the doors are the handle like the mm-hmm. the handles that the kids can just mm-hmm. pull down and so when you have kids that are <laughs> that have sensory issues or whatever, they tend to be what we call flight risks. Mm-hmm. Um, and they can get those doors open even as young as the young as the ones I teach. Okay. Um, and I was complaining to my dad about this. I'm like, cause my dad's an architect. I'm like, why I don't understand why they do this. And he was like, they do it so that if the adults in the room are incapacitated, the kids can still get out. Right. If you've got if you've got a carbon monoxide issue, if you've got a, yeah. a fire, if you've just got a medical emergency where the adult that would get those kids out, it's not a complicated yeah. motor skill to exit that room. Now, yeah. uh, does that come with potential negatives? No doubt. And I see where you're going. Yeah. The flight risks, kids being one, the entry into the room. So being in the my other. not my first classroom, but my second classroom, we had. Um, wind chimes on the doors uh-huh. because there was a door on one side of the dividing wall and then there was another door on the other side. So if you couldn't see the door you on the other it. side, which sometimes happened because it was a ministry and we were way over ratio, um, you could hear if somebody was messing with that door. So question then kind of going back to, to your thing then, do, is there at the, because it's it's an open theater now, do they have any memorial? Do they have any? Can you go and and see and learn the history of this tragedy, or is it? I don't know. It's just a functional open. It is a theater functional theater, theater that okay. is currently working. Yeah, I mean, it's and and it's an alley story. fucking behind it. There might be. I'll tell you what. There is a nas- It there's a mon or a marker. Because mm-hmm. it's a national, it's on the mon- or the if register. It's on the list, then they register, have to mark there it. is a mo- or a re- uh, some sort of marker somewhere on the building, like a in front of it. Or, or, yeah, we have sure. those plaques sure, in sure. Indy. Yeah. So they've they've got to have something it's something there somewhere. Totally Knowing that I may problem. have been in that building at some point in time is kind of cool. Yeah. So I, I can almost guarantee you've been in that building. Well, I know your kids have. We, we've or got one of your kids we've has. got and <laughs> we've got story. I've got stories about the ghosts. Um, <laughs> so the alley, Death Alley or Couch, couch Place, uh, you can get. And I, this one, I was like, I read this and I'm like, it's fucking Chicago. <laughs> uh, you feel a chilly breeze? Is the cold wind blow? Oh Jesus! <laughs> oh. What the fuck? It's Chicago. I mean, I guess if it's like real local, I don't know. Uh, you can hear people whispering your name. Creepy. Mm. 
Uh, there's a there. You get a feeling of hands on your shoulders. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Apparitions. You can hear faint cries or children's cries. No. That was the alley. Now we got the theater. Yeah. Hey. Cold spots. Okay. Shadow people. <laughs> Staff refused to go up onto the balcony because of cold spots. Pretty. That's standard. Standard for sure, theater. Sure. Um, Anna Gastier, or how do you say your fucking name? Gastire. Gastire. Anna Gastire played uh, Elphaba in Elphaba. Wick. God damn it. <laughs> You're not giving her even a little bit of room. No, there, I'm not. <laughs> All right. I raised her better than this. So, Anna. <laughs> Anna Anna Gasteyer from SNL. She she played Follow La La La, and then what happened? Don't In worry Wicked. about it. Um, she, she defied gravity. I, I go ahead, get all out. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm going to drink my rosé. <laughs> he gave me the rosé. Bitches. <laughs> Wait a minute, I was so on your side, and now I'm bitches again. Aw. Okay, so she had seen, um, like, groups of people in the wings watching the show, which there wasn't anybody there, really. But in the hallway, uh, back to the dressing room, she had seen a mom and kids, like, dressed in winter clothes, and turn her head type thing, and then they were gone. And this is a, a prevalent uh, a stage a, artist yes. who came out and mm-hmm. said she's yep. not on the conspiracy theory trail. So, and she nah. nodded to the mom, and the mom nodded back. The kids were crying. She turned her head. Mom, kid, gone. She refused to use Death Alley. She would not enter the building nope. through couch. Oh fuck no! She went through the front fucking door. Oh my goodness. That's that. Hey, that's cool. Which had to like. Yeah. Be a pain in the ass because right. somebody had to come unlock the fucking door for her. Well, not only that, but also people. it's Anna Gasteyer and people. Well, I mean, but that was uh, the Iroquois theater disaster. Hopefully I've ran out nice. of. Nice. Actually, no, because there no, was a great fire. so <laughs> many Chicago tragedies. Oh, there, there's a lot. Which actually I want to do the water tower. So that's great fire. Fantastic. That was. Lovely. A That's good it. Story, Yay. story hitting you back to back there, man. Nice. Woohoo! All right. Wow, this is going to be a long episode. Okay. How long is it? it oh, damn. Yeah. Yeah, but after editing. <laughs> at least no, we talked again. At least <laughs> we didn't. Baby. Okay, so I'm doing the Legend of Devil's Backbone slash Devil's Bake Oven. What? This is in Illinois. I know where this is. Yeah, I bet you do. Southern? Uh, like on the border between Missouri and yeah. So Illinois haunted houses.com haunted Illinois.com heartland weekend.com splattered ink.co Lutheran museum.com daily Egyptian.com weird Illinois and Wikipedia. Okay. Those were my sources. Yep. So legend of devil's backbone. So these are formations in Grand Tower, Illinois, on the banks of the Mississippi River. Um, It was first known as Jenkins Landing. Uh, The Devil's Backbone 
is a pretty typical devil's backbone. We have them everywhere. It's a rocky ridge that's about a half mile long, and it sits adjacent to Devil's Bake Oven, which is a larger rock that is about 100 feet tall near the river's edge. He's nodding yes. Understood, agreed. Yes, yes. absolutely. Great hiking, fantastic part of America to walk around in. Great. We'll go out there sometime. Um, both formations were used as lookout points, landmarks, and hiding spots. Um, as early as 1673, Joliet and Marquette recorded <laughs> Tower Rock, which is also what Devil's Bake Oven is known as, in right. their journals. Um, it was once known as Le Cap de Croix, which I probably just butchered because I don't speak French, or Rock of the Cross. It was called that by French settlers and explorers, and three French missionaries erected a wooden cross on the rock's crest in 1678. Like, a ton of people were killed in the rapids at the base. So the indigenous people were convinced that evil sp- spirits lurked there. I mean... Yeah. In the 1700s to the 1800s, river pirates and indigenous people used the backbone as a hideout. Pirates. I yeah, love right? pirates. <laughs> we got river pirates. We got yeah, river pirates. Yeah. 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 Pirates so, are the... Well, they're not this the, is the best. Well, they rank right up there with Oubliette. Yeah. This is best. This is the best. 1803, a detachment of U.S. cavalrymen was dispatched to drive out the outlaws. <laughs> they... The cavalrymen... Set up camp in Devil's Backbone from May to September. So the pirates just beat feet until they the left. cavalrymen left. And then they came right back and started right back in. Very piratey move. Yeah, right? they're like, we're not going to fight that That's fucking insane. fight. So, Let's go over right. here. Now, now there's a piece of the backbone that's missing. And it's because a railway spur, railway spur once passed through... Connecting it to the ironworks. Rapids in the area caused problems for keelboats and flatboats pilot flatboat pilots when the river was low, so crews would often walk along the shore using ropes to pull boats through the rapids. Yep. Good way to get attacked, just saying. Um, Pirates. There were once two iron furnaces that operated in Grand Tower until 1870. Iron ore was brought in from Missouri, and it was fired with coal from Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Um, and it was said that Andrew Carnegie once considered making Grand Tower the Pittsburgh of the West. Yep. There was didn't, a, didn't shake out like that. So really not, <laughs> not so much. There was a lime kiln started. There was a box factory. There was a shipyard that constructed river barges and one steamer called the Mab. Um, like Queen, yes. Yes. <laughs> Tie-ins galore. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't believe you just said that. Uh, There was an amusement park built on Walker's Hill, and then there was a cholera epidemic. It's going to get your population down a little bit there. So between the cholera epidemic and the decline of river transportation, the town kind of is gone. So here's the legend. (laughs) The bake oven was used as an ironworks and homes of its officials. The superintendent's daughter, Esmeralda, Great which is quite a name. Great and there's fucking river pirates in the name. Yeah. Hang on. Fell in love with a man her father disproved of. Now, it's possible that this Captain man worked. Jack Sparrow. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's possible this man worked at the Iron Works, but he was also possibly a Rove River pilot. 
Rogue. Pirates? River pirates. Which is yes. more surprising Pilot. due to the deficit of Rome. Yeah. Well, I mean. You know. So her father forbid her from seeing the man. That, that always works out really well for the dad. Right. And confined her to the house to keep her from seeing the man. That's going to work out doubly better. Exactly. So why would you want to keep your daughter in the fucking house after you just was like, fuck no. Because that's how you control your women. <laughs> anyway, the daughter either. <laughs> so it's said that the daughter died of despair or she jumped from the rock into the Mississippi committing suicide. How old was she? I, it doesn't say. Because if, yeah, I could see that. Like, So it is possible that the man left Grand Tower after the father paid him to do so if he was a fucking pirate or that he died in the boy in a boiler fire on his boat those are two different outcomes for right sure. so uh the superintendent's house was eventually torn down and the wood was re- used to make the, um a railway okay but the foundation of the house is still on double devil's bake oven mm-hmm um, her spirit is said to linger in the ha- was said to linger in the house even after the house was torn down. Um, and people see misty apparitions and hear moans, wails, and screams. Okay. There's another story. Oh wait, wait. You have a question. I don't. It's not even a question. Okay. You have a statement. Devil's <laughs> big oven. Uh huh. It's not the right term for that place. According to some, they call it Tower Rock. Right? Yeah. I think that the other one invokes an image of an easy bake oven with that's, a head. In see, it. that's what I thought too. I I, I, don't, I, I can't call it. I know. Bake I oven. know. I can't take it seriously that way. No. So yeah. no, there wasn't a question whatsoever. I was just, just being an asshole. Okay, your flashlight is on, baby. Um, eighteen. So okay. So the, another story is in eighteen thirty nine, Penelope Pike and John Randolph Davis. Married at Devil's Tower, which is apparently a third name for the freaking rock. While they were returning to the shore, uh, their boats got sucked into a whirlpool, drowning everyone in the wedding party but one slave who was saved by a fisherman. Now, why the... Uh, Getting married on a boat just seems like a... They didn't get married on a boat. They got married on the rock. And then they came back into... Anyway, I don't understand any of that. I don't know. Um, so there was a niece of the bride and groom who was born that same day. Her name was Penelope Davis. That 20... was a very popular name at the time. Okay. So 20 years later, so... she's having a birthday party at Tower Rock. I don't know what they were doing at this birthday party. Like Chuck E. Cheese playing a flag there? Sorry. So I don't know what they were doing at this birthday party. But eyewitness accounts say that every dead member of the wedding party silently walked out of the river. The preacher handed Penelope a scroll, and then the wedding party turned around and returned to the Mississippi River. Okay, groups of ghosts is always never a good sign. Right? <laughs> so, <laughs> apparently, I'm angry at the, decision making. the scroll foretold of a great war that would bring sadness and tear families apart. Um, and the Civil War started several years later. So now we've got groups of ghosts coming out of the water, which I think is is probably the highlight of this. Take a walk. We have prophesized Civil War. Yeah. I want to back my question all the fucking way up. <laughs> okay. 
why am I booking my fucking birthday party at the Devil's Bake Oven? I don't know. Like, <laughs> like, did nobody have another 25 square feet that they could hang the fuck out at? Who knows? And every time I hear about ghosts walking up from the water, all I think of... Is Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> take a walk. I was texting yeah. you last night, dude. Absolutely. They're climbing up the chain. Yeah, the yeah, like... What? I why don't know. my birthday party in a place that could possibly bring this fun? No. I'm going to Ted's house. I'm going. I, I, don't, I just don't care. Have, You're not going to Ted's house. We're going to a bar. Well, I'm just saying. I'm going to go someplace <laughs> that is not called the Devil's Bake Oven. Well, maybe I would was, go there for my birthday. Back to the murder room. Maybe it wasn't all that just back then. Logic. I just want people to exercise a little bit of logic. You're not having your birthday party there. Okay, I'm done. I'm sorry. I'm not poo pooing the thing. I'm just saying a lot of things could have been avoided. Probably. Take a walk. Hey, more stories. Sorry. So. Shit. There is also the story of a band of immigrants heading up the river to Kaskaskia. We've talked about Kaskaskia before. I can't even say it. We've almost said it correctly, too. Almost. Hey, look, she's doing better than the fucking circus. I've had rosé. Irish words. Yeah. Celtic words. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Anybody. So, this band of immigrants was attacked and killed by indigenous people at the south edge of Devil's Backbone. Okay. Right? There was, Get off my land. Of course, one survivor. Well, there has to be. Yes. Somebody has to carry the story back to right? everybody else. It was a boy named John Mordock. He buried his family, made it to Kaskaskia, or Kaskaskia, whatever it is. Okay, thanks, babe. And vowed to take revenge on the attackers. He came back and one by one killed them. That's the story. So that's like every thieves' backstory. John Wick. <laughs> oh yeah, no shit. Okay, my, did they kill his dog too? <laughs> I still can't watch that movie. Anyway, uh, fifteen minutes in, you're safe. I know, I know. We've, we've gone over the parameters, yep. but yes, I still haven't watched it. One of those coming out. I know. Go. And actually, on HBO. Matrix comes out in December. Okay, sorry. We got Ginger David Tennant. Okay, all right. Anyway. All okay. Right. <laughs> this is so just a minute. This is just a, like, interesting story that I found. So there was a guy named Reverend Martin Stephan, or Stephen. Um, he came to the U.S. from Germany in 1839. He had left his wife and children in Germany except for his 16-year-old son. He so brought him with, yeah. Yep. Law officials in and around Dresden were targeting him for inappropriate behaviors. But he had convinced about 700 people to leave Germany and relocate to America. He also convinced them to give him the title of bishop. Ooh. Yeah. You could just talk people So this is that? all in the Lutheran <laughs> Church, I believe. The Lutheran Church. Uh, not quite. I know, I know, Not I know. quite. So they all arrived in Flavoring. New Orleans in January of 1839, and they made their way to St. Louis in February. In April, Stefan led an expedition of some of the immigrants to land that had been purchased in Perry County to get it ready for the rest of the, the immigrants. The, the arrival, right? Yeah. While he was away, another reverend preached a sermon on repentance. At that point, several young women confessed to inappropriate relationships with the bishop. So, uh. then the Lutheran Church sends Reverend C.F.W. Walther... Um, to Perry County. He was, got real. yeah, he We're was going real. there to confront 
Bishop Stephen and convince others to stop following him. So he arrived there May 15th. He was successful in getting others to stop fit, to stop following the bishop, but he could not get the bishop to admit guilt. So he returned to St. Louis on May 22nd or 23rd. At that point, the immigrants decided that it was time to move to Perry County, which was not part of the bishop's plan at all. Like, he wanted them to wait. Um, on May 29th, two steamboats arrived in Perry County carrying these immigrants. They found a group of a little over 100 people that had already arrived from New York City wanting to join the immigration. Chaos ensues. So May 30th, the decision is made to remove Bishop Stephen. Uh, fuck off. Right. He's given three choices. <laughs> right? Given three choices. Oh, a fuck off. Return to Germany. A fuck off. There's a fuck off. Where he's going to have to face authorities so, there. A fu- fuck Boss off. Authorities. Appear before the court system in Missouri. Absolutely fuck off. Not happening. Or be rowed across the Mississippi to Illinois. Or another way of Nobody fuck off. Nobody to move to Illinois. Banishment. Ban- he chose <laughs> to be banished. He chose to be banished, oh, yes. Everybody, everybody so on May 31st, he was dropped off at Devil's Bake Oven. One of the women he consorted with followed him across the river. Well, and so this, this comes from Wikipedia. This is like full on quoted story, from Wikipedia. By Because I was like, what the fuck happened to him after that? So, so yeah, he's literally like taken across the river and dropped off at yeah, Devil's Bacon. Yeah, your Illinois problem yep. now, which is yep. interestingly so, so, Stefan continued to hold worship in the county courthouse in Kaskaskia every two weeks. He taught German and guest preach in other Protestant churches until called in 1845 as a pastor to Trinity Lutheran Church in Horse Prairie, a rural church a few miles east of Redbud, Illinois. Yes. You know where? Okay. Yep. So Stefan was pastor there for about four months until his death on February 26, 1846 in Prairie, Randolph County, Illinois. So according to the custom, Pastor Stephen's coffin was carried around the church three times before he was interred in Trinity Cemetery. A fence was placed around the grave and a wooden 10-foot cross was erected. Um, There was a memorial marker erected by the congregation in 1988. So this guy's grave is well marked. So church trauma has been going on for a long time. That's just... (laughs) Right. So so here's what I absolutely love about the story, though, is that for some reason... These geographical locations that you mentioned keep popping up in just people's yeah. history. And in, in, in a person's travels, you get this right. call back to um, Devil's Bake Oven. That's just silly, but th- these, these <laughs> I things. I wonder if the brownies are done. Uh, they, they must be. But I also love the fact that you were given choices as, because a man didn't commit a crime, did he? He did. He did. What was his crime? He did. His crime was so they were looking at him as uh, um, for crimes in Germany for having inappropriate relationships okay. with female par- parishioners. But I meant while he was in Missouri. But while he was in Missouri, that was also his crime that he was he having was inappropriate also relationships with. Yeah, and he was okay, scamming so people. So abuse of power was what they were going after yeah. for. Okay, I didn't know if any of the consorts were below an age or what. What the crime? Um, was. it doesn't. It doesn't say. Yeah. But, but regardless, the church says you've got. You got three options. Fuck yeah. off, fuck off, or fuck and off. And they literally are, are to just fuck yeah. off. 
Yeah. Somewhere. You pick the way you're going to fuck that, off. That, that's, that's it. But right this there. one is the least, it's like, the worrisome. Choice, yeah. But you are <clears throat> fucked regardless. Yeah. Like, <laughs> That's really cool. I did live down around that area for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, the ge- the geography of that portion of Illinois slash mm-hmm. getting over into Missouri is absolutely fucking beautiful. Yep. Um, the uh, the Devil's Backbone and the, the, <laughs> the area around there is just really, really cool to be around. Um, but I will tell you this, dude. The... Um, Stories of whirlpools. Yeah. Some of the things that were brought into there are a little bit hard pressed to believe. It's it's just really kind of uh, an interesting tale. But you like and the boat. Goes I don't know. Down. Like I, it's it is hard to believe. But then you also think about it. The back when that would have happened, the it was way that the Mississippi tamed. was right. like it wasn't as yeah it wasn't tamed, and you got to think it took it out more, half of Kaskaskia like it. Right. This was more of a raging river situation where this is most not, of us go yeah. over the bridges yeah. and look down and see almost stagnant water. Just like, just kind of in, in yeah. I don't know. Very, very cool story. Yeah. In my estimation. Yay. There we go. Hour very cool. plus. Hour plus. It's okay. It's okay. We'll do Gates of Hell or Gates to Hell in the next episode. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's, that's totally up to you guys. <laughs> I'm so ready. It's not funny. All right. All right. <laughs> All right. So, pausing for cause. At, yes, we will pause for cause after, after we do our. Yep. Hold up. At trendy lobotomy podcast at gmail.com. Google that shit. At trendy pod on Twitter at trendy lobotomy pod. Just, yeah, it, just Google that shit. You will find us. I'm, I'm giving the list. <laughs> Like we do this every episode. Yeah, well, the, we I craft figured services out. provided rosé today, so they did. <laughs> Sorry. So at Trinity Lobotomy Pod on Facebook and Instagram. But I want to email you. It's Trinity Lobotomy Podcast at gmail.com. Oh, super! You never email us. At Trinity Lobotomy, you can. It, we're Trinity Lobotomy Podcast on Patreon. Yes, we are. Less than a Starbucks will get you a sticker and a Let's shout out go. and extra content yes. so much good early release oh yeah there's gonna so, be a we may have yeah yeah we, we we don't have to tease now we can tease we, we may can have tease a new, now if you want to we may have some yeah yeah there's Just different forays different yes, yes stay tuned yeah 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 stay tuned good reason to stay tuned i'd say yes uh we're on almost every podcast app you can find but what we need you to do is rate Rate, review, review download, download, download that. Favorite, subscribe. Definitely do rate and review. We stuff. don't have very many reviews, y'all. Comment. Okay. You can review us on Good Pods. You can review us on Facebook. And you can review us on Apple uh, and Spotify. Yep. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Fuck with those algorithms. Let's go. <laughs> yes, please. Yes, please. All right. So it's a. It's a That's it's a, it. That's it's it. Out. It's That's a bye. That's it. Bye. 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 We are all the captains of our own brain floats.